Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here. Today is going to be a little story time for you from when my daughter, who used to love eggs as a baby, stopped eating eggs as a picky two-year-old and is now eating eggs again. I'm going to walk you through the steps on how I got her to this place. So let's kick it off by reading a written review from one of you. The reviews mean so much to me. Not only do they keep me going, but they also help other moms just like you find this podcast. All right. So this review is from 66 Joanne must listen such wonderful information packed in short podcasts because you know, life with toddlers, you don't have much free time. Thank you so much, Joanne. I absolutely love that you recognize my heart behind this podcast. Absolutely. I agree. We don't have a ton of time, so I don't want to mess around. I want to get you in, get you out, get the information that you need and move on with your picky eater. It's already taking enough time of our day. Is that right? All right. So in today's episode, like I said, we're going to talk through a little story time. So I don't know about you, but my babies ate everything, right? Like I just gave them food and they would just eat it. And I know that's not everyone's case, but it was fantastic. So much so that I remember thinking, truly thinking my son would never had a picky, never have a picky phase. I was like, oh, he eats everything. This is going to be great. I did baby led weaning. I actually did combination feeding, but he's feeding himself it's going great. I haven't fed him a food yet that he just like completely rejects. Ah, that's what every mom says, right? And then they turn two or two and a half. And then all of a sudden picky eating starts rearing its ugly head and it just seems to get worse. So if you guys know part of my story, you know, that's why I do what I do is because I thought my son would eat everything until he did not. And I thought I would know how to handle it until I did not. And really had to dig back into the research and come up with the principles that I now teach parents just like you. With my daughter, right? She's my second. I'm like, all right, I got this. I'm going to prevent picky eating. And although you can prevent parts of picky eating, you cannot prevent or predict their entire life. We all have our own genetics. We all have our own food preferences. We all have our own arc of how this life is going to go. And she is no different. So of course, she still had a picky phase. Now she's just barely three. So we still have plenty of years ahead of us to get picky, right? And there's always kind of these picky moments. I talk about this with my Table Talk members in my community, how things might be going really well for a period of time. And then all of a sudden they'll hit a picky face and it feels like out of nowhere, they just start rejecting foods again, telling us they don't like something. And it can be so, so frustrating, but this is when we want to buckle down, stick to the basics and continue on our own journey of what we can control to set them up for success and expect that these picky opportunities are going to happen. And really we want to stay the course, right? We want to be the calm amongst the storm. And this is probably what's going to happen with my daughter on and off again. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's another podcast a year from now talking about how my daughter no longer likes eggs, but today she is eating eggs. I'm happy to report. In fact, that she ate three servings of eggs this morning, three, three helpings. Hello, scrambled eggs on her plate, eating them. It was fantastic. So let's get into that side of the story. So like I said, she was a baby who ate everything, including scrambled eggs. Now, I just want to preface this by letting you know that my family eats eggs for breakfast 
probably four times a week, minimum in some way, shape or form. Egg breakfast sandwiches, eggs baked into like little muffin tins, eggs on cheese or cheese on eggs, (laughs) eggs on toast, eggs by themselves, scrambled eggs over easy, over medium, hard boiled. I mean, we eat eggs a lot. I would say in our family, it is a staple. It's my favorite type of protein for breakfast time. And so I really love it. I think it sticks with me far longer than oatmeal does, believe it or not. And so we eat eggs a lot. It was very inconvenient to have a two-year-old who no longer eats eggs. And I know so many of you can relate to that. Mama, I see you. You're tired of making different meals and crossing your fingers that tonight might be the night where they actually try those veggies. You're so tired of putting things on the plate just to watch them not get touched. Maybe you're even feeling stuck in a never-ending cycle of bribing, begging, bargaining to get your little one to eat. Maybe you feel like they wouldn't eat anything unless you count down their bites or even feed it to them. I bet you're even worried that they're just not getting enough and certainly not enough of the things that you know that they need. You're not sure that they're reaching their full potential living off pizza and goldfish crumbs. You're ready for a change or else you might just throw in the towel altogether. Maybe you're feeling like you're at your wit's end with picky eating and feeling like nothing will work. You need a plan to finally beat picky eating and get back to enjoying meals again. If this sounds anything like you, then this program was literally made for you. Table Talk is the picky eating program that works. It's the program that teaches you to be your own feeding expert because at the end of the day, you know your child best. And feeding kids shouldn't be this hard. Picky eating can take over your life, feeling like every meal is worse than the last. It's time to reclaim your kitchen and actually start enjoying meals together. Table Talk is a targeted program that teaches you the strategies and methods that kick picky eating to the curb for good. Take it from Lola, who's a mom of a little one who she was ready just to throw in the towel altogether about picky eating, but then she took Table Talk, and at the end, she said, since taking Table Talk, my daughter's foods, likes, and loves is over 100. Can you imagine what it would be like for your little one to like or love over 100 foods? Throughout the Table Talk program, you'll learn how to get them to eat more variety and new foods, make sure that they're eating the right amount, and finally have peaceful meals again as a family. You'll learn how to stop pressuring them to eat and what to do to encourage them without pressuring. Plus, you will feel confident at the table knowing that everything you're doing is leading to raising a healthy, happy, and independent eater. All right, you can click the link in the description box below to enroll in Table Talk today. And when you do that, you will also get my Demystifying Desserts mini course completely for free. This course teaches you how to take desserts off the pedestal and put them back where they belong and end the obsession with sugar. All right, click the link in the description box below to get started today. So when she was around two and a half or two and a few months, she stopped eating eggs and she never said anything about it. She just didn't eat them. So you might be wondering, did you stop serving them? No, I did not because the only way to guarantee they don't eat it is to stop serving it, right? If I stop serving eggs, there's 0% chance my two-year-old is going to get up, walk up to the stovetop and start cooking some eggs for herself, right? It is what I put on the plate that she has the opportunity to eat. So I kept serving eggs just as frequently as I had before. And that is really takeaway number one that I want you to come away with from this podcast episode. Just because they don't eat it 
doesn't mean you stop serving it. In fact, I didn't even slow down on how often I served it. No, I didn't speed up either. And I will say that even though I was serving eggs still in the same amount of times per week, there were things that I changed outside of that, like what I served on the side for her to still get some sort of protein source for herself. So maybe previously I would serve scrambled eggs and a slice of toast with butter, and now it'd be scrambled eggs and a slice of toast with peanut butter to give her a little bit of protein from a different source because I had a hunch that she wasn't going to eat the eggs. Now, obviously we can all have hunches, but we really don't know until it actually like comes down to it, right? So takeaway number one, I kept serving the food. Takeaway number two, I found other ways to include what that food would typically offer her in a different way. So protein in the form of nut butter. So she still had some sort of protein source at breakfast especially at breakfast. Now, this doesn't always have to be part of your plan, but it is important to kind of keep note if it's a food that they reject for a long period of time, which for my daughter, it's been, I would say just shy of a year of her not eating scrambled eggs. Is that right? Yeah, probably just shy, maybe like eight months or so of her rejecting eggs. Now, I do want to just admit that it does make it easier to keep serving eggs when myself, my husband, and my son are eating eggs, right? If she's rejecting eggs and I'm really only cooking for her, this becomes like, why am I doing this, right? It can feel really overwhelming, even though I still encourage you to do it. This is another reason why I recommend feeding your kids the same foods that you're eating yourself so it doesn't feel like a complete waste. I do have a few podcast episodes on mindset shifts around food waste. You should definitely check those out because they are highly, highly worth it for uh, anyone who might be struggling with the idea of cooking something they just keep not eating and leave on their plate and you feed it to the dog or throw it in the trash or whatever that might be, uh, those episodes can be super, super helpful. So that's your next takeaway is to eat the foods that you're serving to your kids so that they can see you eating them, but also it feels a heck of a lot less wasteful. All right. The next thing that I did over the past eight months, which seems like a lot, is I just got a little more creative with how I served eggs. I did things that were maybe a little bit outside my comfort zone, definitely outside my kid's comfort zone. And I considered what she liked about other foods and how I could incorporate that into eggs. So for example, she tends to really like salsa. (laughs) I don't know why this child is so funny. She loves like I don't know, uh, really tangy foods. She likes vinegars and dressings and kind of bitter foods. She loves salads um, and greens. So what I would start to do is use the things that I know she likes, whether flavor-wise, color-wise, texture-wise, food-wise in general, and try and find a way to put them into the eggs to kind of start to what what's called bridge. This is a te- technique that I teach in depth inside Table Talk the foods together to start to kind of move her in that direction. So I tried sauteing some greens and putting them in the, in the uh, eggs. I tried salsa. I tried fresh tomatoes. I tried red peppers, <laughs> things of that nature to get her maybe a little bit piqued of an interest. And she was not interested in almost any of those things. <laughs> so now let me also say this. Introducing or exposing your kids to foods over and over again is kind of like an iceberg. Like you only see their rejection you don't see what's happening underneath. So I say it didn't work, but what I mean is she didn't eat it. So it didn't work in the way that I wanted it to work, but that doesn't mean it wasn't working. Does that make sense? It's also just to bring another analogy here. (laughs) Have you ever heard that story of the man who um, broke a rock into? It's like you walk up and all of a sudden he smacks a rock with a huge pitchfork or ax or whatever, and all of a sudden it splits in two. But like you didn't see that he had been hitting that rock 999 times before that. And it wasn't just one hit. 
that had him finally split the rock in two. It was the work being done over the 1,000 times he hit that rock that eventually split it in two. Same kind of concept here, right? So it doesn't look like it's working, but underneath it, underneath the surface, something is turning, something is working towards the end result I want. So I would say relatively recently, so again, she just turned three, I've started to invite her into the kitchen more and more. She's able to handle a lot more on her own. Um, I'm juggling a lot. So of course, bringing kids in the kitchen is huge, but I don't always have time for that, especially first thing in the morning when my kids are hungry. So eggs are probably the hardest meal for me to get her involved with. Plus they're messy. And then all you can think of is salmonella and she's like just a thumb sucker. So it wasn't always my first priority to get her like cracking eggs. Now that she's three, I've started inviting her to like, help me crack some eggs, help me whisk it up, pour the milk, do the thing. So she's been doing that with me for a while. Um, Usually she wants to help on the other part, like popping the toast in, popping the toast up, buttering the toast. Oh boy, buttering the toast. Three-year-olds, I'm telling you. But (laughs) here's the thing is the other day, she asked to help make eggs. And I was like, Ugh, I'm tired and you guys are hungry and I really just want to make these eggs right now. I really wanted to say no, but I didn't. I said, okay. And I invited her up and I helped her help me make the eggs. She cracked them. She may or may not have salmonella. I don't know, but we washed her hands. We scrambled up the eggs and I finished cooking them um, while she went and played. Now, let me back up even further. The other thing that I had noticed recently that I shared on my Instagram stories was one change that I had made to help her like peaches. Now she likes peaches, but she had rejected them like two or three meals in a row. We had just come back from the Palisade Peach Festival. I have all these peaches. And so I've been serving them quite frequently and she was burnt out on them, honestly. But the only difference that I made between her saying no to another serving of peaches and her eating her entire serving of peaches was I added a food prick. These are sold in my Amazon shop. I absolutely love them. They're essentially like cocktail forks for kids. Sometimes they have cute colors or characters, but this one is just like a blue cocktail fork. I served it on that cocktail fork, the peach, and she ate so many peaches. Like all of a sudden she just had so much autonomy and it was fun and it was novel and it was interesting. And she immediately wanted to eat the peaches and ate her entire serving. So using that knowledge, right? Armed with that knowledge, when I served her her scrambled eggs, you know what I grabbed? I grabbed that little cocktail fork. You know what else I did? Is I said, hey, who would like cheesy eggs today? My kids both love cheese. So they both said yes, sprinkled some cheese on there, did a little cocktail fork, and you know what? She asked for more eggs. She immediately took a bite. My husband looked up at me and said, are you seeing this? And I immediately silenced him. (laughs) And then we kept eating. And my daughter asked for more eggs. And she had three servings of eggs. All right, you guys, here I am yet again telling you about something that I slept on for way too long. So have you heard of Daily Harvest before? Because I'd heard about it for probably years before I actually decided to try it. And once I tried it, I am never going back. First of all, Daily Harvest sends you a shipment of a ton of freezer-ready meals or even smoothies, which happen to be my favorite. There's also soups in there and side dishes and full-on meals that you can make at any time. Daily Harvest has saved me more times than I can count where I'm just having a hard day and need to make something really quickly, or I don't have dinner planned, or the plan that I had for dinner completely got messed 
messed up or I'm hungry in the middle of the day and I just need a freaking smoothie, but I don't have the time to put it all together myself. For those of you who may not know about Daily Harvest yet, this is a service where you can order these frozen meals with impeccable ingredients, whole foods, and delicious combinations coming right to your door, practically ready to eat. You just throw them in the oven, maybe even the microwave, heat them up on the stove, or put them in your blender, and they are ready. And I just can't tell you how much I wish I could have gone back, especially in those early days of becoming a new mom, wishing I had a service just like this and that I wouldn't have slept on it for so long. There's a reason why a lot of people are talking about this. I absolutely love Daily Harvest and their options. Um, I'm going to leave a link down in the description box. You can check them out, learn more. You can actually save 40% with my code. So I'll drop that down in the description box as well. I hope you give them a try and you don't wait like I did. Let me know what you think. Uh, the smoothies are probably one of my favorite things they make, but I also have been really loving their harvest bakes and I've been loving their flatbreads soups and their little bites have been really fun to have in the freezer as well. All right, let me know if you try them. Remember to use my code for 40% off. The link will be down in the description box as well. And now back to the show. So do I think the trick was the cocktail fork? Do I think the trick was the cheese? Do I think the trick was getting her to help me in the kitchen? No, it really isn't one single thing. It's about building upon the foundations that we have in our home and continuing different strategies and methods until one pops off. And you never know which one it's going to be. You never know if it's going to stick around or be a fluke. And that's why we can't root our happiness or our peacefulness or calmness in what they do or do not eat. Instead, what we can do is set them up for success, do everything in our power to get them there, and leave the rest up to them. So I'm happy to report that she has eaten eggs several times since this incident, and since I took these notes, essentially. And I just want to encourage you that if you're not seeing things working, that doesn't mean they're not working. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but trust me on this one, it can take time. Now, if you need help with those foundations, if you would like those kind of first steps to get you in the right direction to set your kid up for success, that is exactly what Table Talk teaches you. It teaches you all the foundations you need to have in place to reverse picky eating. And on top of that, it then teaches you the strategies and methods that you can use in order to help your little one try new and more foods. It is completely self-paced. You can go at your own pace. You have forever access, including if I ever update or change anything, you'll have access to that as well. Plus you'll get a free month inside the Table Talk community where I connect with all sorts of parents of picky eaters. We connect together, work on adding safe foods to our list, and also go live once a month answering your real life questions. So you'll get a free month in there so you can get your real life questions answered next to whatever the self-paced course is teaching you. So I think that's really effective. I'll link it down in the show notes below for sure. I hope this episode was helpful for you and I will catch you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at nutrition for littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at Alyssa at nutrition for All right. Until next time, mamas.